Have you ever gotten lost in a crowd? You know, suddenly your thoughts just press in on you and you forget that anyone else is around you. Generations younger than me do this by putting on their earbuds and turning the music up on their phone and walk along with their hands in their pockets. You know, you can't get their attention for anything. Um, or how about those times when you want to have a, a quiet conversation? And one of the best places to do that, if you're in a quiet place, whoever else is in there overhears you. So you choose a noisy place, a noisy cafe or something, because you know that no one's going to be able to overhear you. Sometimes we're in a big group setting like a church. Something happens inside us and suddenly it's like God's giving us a little elbow to get us our attention or kind of like giving us the look. That little nudge under the table, that little kick or something. The Holy Spirit is bringing something to our attention. Sometimes this doesn't happen in a crowd, but sat in our own front room, sat in front of, on the sofa in front of the television or maybe in our back garden. God gets our attention and we he wants to bring us into one of those deep and meaningful conversations together. That's what we're looking at today. Okay, so remember that conversation is a two-way thing. So I'll talk to my friend and then you talk back and I talk to you and you talk back and hopefully we're understanding one another. And that, that's conversation, dialogue. And it's one-on-one -on -one or sometimes in a small group. Um, and you get to know about people. I enjoy one-on-one -on -one conversations with people where you can get to know real things about one another's lives or we can debate an issue together and try and understand it better. Yes, appointments with God, like meeting up in groups like for church and Bible study things are important, but if we only met our best friends in big groups, we wouldn't get to know them very well, would we? We wouldn't know what makes them tick, what's going on inside them. Sometimes we need time to spend with just the two of us. It's that way with God as well. See, these times with our friends are best not scripted. They just happen. Maybe something great has happened and you need to tell your friend. Maybe something horrible has happened and you just need someone to talk to. Maybe just a bit lonely and feel like shooting the breeze. All these types of conversation we can have with God. Sometimes in these moments, the Holy Spirit will bring an understanding of something that we haven't had before. Maybe he'll bring a Bible passage to mind or you've just heard something and it reminds you and suddenly you'll understand something different about it. Sometimes he wants to show you something about himself. Maybe about a situation that we see, that we've heard about, or something that we're struggling with ourselves. Maybe he wants to give us a strategy to cope with that. Um, Maybe it's about something we've seen on the news and because he wants us to pray for that and we, or he wants us to understand more from his perspective how he sees that. Maybe it's about another person. Perhaps he wants us to see that other person the way he sees them so that we can have a bit more grace towards them. Or maybe there's times when God brings somebody to our mind because he wants us to pray for them. Maybe they're having a struggle we don't know about. Remember the teaching voice and the counseling voice of the Holy Spirit? Well, sometimes he brings conviction 
now conviction convictions can have lots of different connotations um but god will bring conviction to us one of those things where the conviction where i know something is right because i know it's right even if it costs me something it's right this belief that i know is right is going to have a consequence in my behavior like some friends of mine who have developed deep convictions about animal rights and they've become vegetarians or vegans even because of their convictions about animal rights. Conviction can also mean that moment when we look at ourselves in the mirror, the mirror that God holds up to us, not social media, but the mirror that God holds up to us so that we can see the things of ourselves that we don't like looking at. You see, God doesn't show us these things to condemn us. Maybe the rest of the world does. I know social media does, but God doesn't work that way. You see, God loves us. Remember we talked about him being a shepherd. He loves us like a parent as well. And parents discipline their children because they love them. God wants us to do better, to grow better, to be able to do the right thing and learn to be a better person. God shows us these things so that, one, we can recognize them. Naming the bits about us that are wrong is actually good, even though it's painful. Um, to not just think, oh, I'm a bit weird, aren't I? But to know why, <laughs> to know what it is that, that that's not quite right with us. If we know what it is that we're guilty of, we don't go into shame where we feel our whole self is wrong. It's not that my whole me is wrong. This thing isn't right. And then we can talk about it with God. You see, if we tell him what we think about this thing, then he can tell us what he thinks about this thing. And he understands us far better than, better than anyone else. He knows the motivations why we do these things. And once he shows us that, we can allow him to come and heal us from those hurts that are attached to that thing. See, sometimes we develop behaviors because we've been hurt. And then these behaviors end up hurting us more and often hurting other people. You heard the expression, hurt people, hurt people? Yeah. So then once God has started to deal with the hurt associated with it, we can ask God for forgiveness. Remember we talked about before about how Jesus paid the price for that, that he can forgive us because he has taken the punishment for us. Once we've understood the real issue, we know what it is that we're asking him to forgive us for, not God forgive me for everything I've ever done, but God, for this thing that you've given me the nudge about right now, will you forgive me? Recognizing our own guilt and asking him to forgive us, and then we receive forgiveness from God. And receiving forgiveness for God doesn't mean we feel more forgiven, it's a, forgiveness isn't a feeling, it's an action. Um, in the first letter that um, the Apostle John wrote in chapter 1, verse 9, 
Um, I love the way the Passion Version says this. But if we freely admit our sins, when his light uncovers them, he will be faithful to forgive us every time. God is just to forgive us our sins because of Christ. And he will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So he does the forgiving. Okay, so God nudges us to have a chat with us and talk with us about something to bring conviction in our lives. But then he can also talk with us to bring understanding. Again, you've got the counseling voice and the teaching voice of the Holy Spirit. So this is the, the teaching voice. He wants to show us something new. Sometimes he wants to teach us something new about other people or about another situation. He wants to tell us something about a situation and he'll bring something to mind. And he could do that for lots of different reasons. Maybe he wants us to see something from someone else's point of view. You know, the old walk in somebody else's shoes thing. Um, he wants to understand their life a bit better or their struggles so we can have more grace for them. Maybe he wants to bring them to mind because he wants us to pray for them. Maybe there's something they're going through and they need some prayer. He may want us to contact them and ring them up because they might need the encouragement of hearing another voice on the phone, just like God's given us the nudge, us ringing them as that for them. He may give us a message to give them. It's important to keep listening to God, to let him share his heart for us, to understand what it is that's important to God. And if we're not paying attention, we'll miss it. We'll miss the look or the nudge or the, the wink, whatever it is. It's okay to ask questions if we don't understand what he's saying. If we need to get more understanding, a lot of the, in the Bible, the disciples ask Jesus lots of questions. And it's okay to argue about things as well. Plenty of people in the Bible had very honest discussions and arguments with God. And I'll tell you the truth, I am very experienced at arguing with God myself. There are times when God is giving me the nudge or the eye. And it's not in a big meeting or something. Sometimes it's in the middle of me doing something, something else. You know, sometimes you can be doing something and then the telephone rings, oh, it's my friend. And you sit and you have a, you stop what you're doing and have a chat with your friend for a few minutes. It's important to take these moments with our friends. And it's also important to take these moments with God when he gives us that little, the phone call, the ring, the nod, the wink, whatever, the nudge. Um, just like we would with our friends. It's how we get to know him, what matters to him, what makes him tick, how he sees the world. If you want to get to know God better, keep your ear open for those moments that he may want to catch your attention. In the Bible, there's a, uh, a guy called Samuel. When he was a little boy, he heard God calling out. And once he realized it with God, he took the time to listen. And it changed the tra trajectory of his whole life and the lives of other people. If you want to read more about that, you can read that in the first book of Samuel, chapter 3. So, do you want to take time getting to know God better? in those totally unscripted, 
moments where he just catches your attention. You know, in those moments, you can catch God's attention as well. He's always listening. See you next time.